Hello and welcome to Spotlight 32. Today we have the pleasure of talking to Technical Sergeant Tabitha Reynolds. Sergeant Reynolds, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. Thanks. Fantastic. Um, we like to start off with a little bit of bit of a personal introduction. Um, what is important for us to know about you? Uh, well, I am, like you said, Tabitha Reynolds. Uh, I'm tech sergeant. I've been in for 13 years now. So Whew, that's, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> it all went by so fast, I, I swear. But um, in the military, I'm a 3D1X1 uh, IT specialist, I guess, for a lot of people that don't don't know what that is. Um, I have traveled all over the world with the military. Um, I have two children, a husband, and yeah, we're living life right now in this quarantine world. That sounds like everyone else. Yeah, we're all having <laughs> fun right now trying to get through. Right. <laughs> okay, so let's start with some of the fun stuff since you brought it up. You've been all over the place. Uh, can you name a couple of those places? Of course. So um, let me let me first start by saying that I was, uh, before I got to Maryland, I was working for the Supreme Allied Commander of Europe, the SACUR, and uh, I was on his travel team. So we would travel and set up his communications. And um, yeah, I did that for only a year because my time got cut short there. But I've been to Italy, to um, France. I lived in Belgium. Uh, I've lived in England before, but then I traveled back there plenty of times. Um, Dubai, I've been to Dubai. I've been, I've been a, a lot of places. I've been more places overseas than I have in the state side. So that's, I guess that's saying a lot. Um, yeah, the Netherlands. I've been to Norway. Oh, that was man. cool. Super expensive, but cool. Well, super expensive. Maybe not for you though, because you're sitting there on that per diem, right? Oh uh, well, it uh, okay. So that is true. But I'm very cheap, and I don't want all of my per diem e eaten up by. That's, no, no, I totally understand. <laughs> so yeah, because you can get a, a cheeseburger and and French fry, and it's almost forty bucks oh, there. So yeah. I was trying to eat at the gas stations the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've had my trips like that for a little while. My my wife and I have been talking about like frugality and just trying to figure out how we're going to do all this with the baby. And oh, we're, we're looking yeah. at buying a house right now. Like we're, oh, not, good. we're not like not super seriously, but just looking and kind of educating ourselves. And she keeps saying like, I don't know how we're going to do this with groceries. And I keep saying, I could live off of diet of rice and beans for a month oh, if goodness. I had to. I know you Don't can't do, do that. that, but that's okay. So we're all just, we keep having that discussion about frugality and how we're going to figure all well, this stuff if, out. I would say if I were, if I were you, because I've been watching the market because I'm into uh, buying multifamily houses. So if I was um, in your shoes, I would say wait until this market, um, oh, yes. until you see where the market goes, because you you never know. Um, it could the market could drop, and you could buy a house for three hundred thousand dollars, and tomorrow's worth two hundred thousand dollars. So I just wait a little bit, but yeah. That's our game plan right Definitely. now. I've already set that rule out with my wife. I said once all this COVID nineteen stuff blows over, we'll let things stabilize, and then yep. we'll buy. But I'm not buying something in this volatile uh, an environment no. right now. Right definitely and it's a lot of it's gonna be a lot of foreclosures out there that's super nice i'm not i, I hate <laughs> to play on somebody else's no you know that's terrible but i for and you're helping i guess it's not helping somebody else out but it could be like maybe you can get them out of a bad bond if they need to sell or anything but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I, I totally understand. I was, um, I just had maintenance come over to our, our uh, townhome yesterday because something wasn't working quite right. And then um, they have like this online, like fill out this survey about us. So I filled out a survey for them and I was not happy with them. Not because they've oh. been like bad at all, but just because their response to COVID-19 was so terrible. Yeah. I got an email yep. saying the first of the month is when rent is due, despite all this kind of stuff happening. Wow. Like, and if you can't pay it, then talk to us. But that was just, yeah. You know, I'm not going to drop any names or companies or anything like that. Right, right, right. It rubbed me the wrong way. So I made sure that they knew that that was something I wasn't a fan of. So, right. But then looking 100%. at all the houses and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's feeling more real, even though we're not looking very seriously. <laughs> Right. Definitely look around because there's still some great deals out here. So just a dime a dozen. You just got to pick your own. <laughs> We've been doing that since the, the baby, you know, cries um, and she likes riding in the car. So we'll go for rides and we'll just plug in like, oh, this house is for sale. We'll go drive by real quick and just, you know, we'll do that for an hour or so and let her sleep in the car. And it's, oh, uh, that's awesome. It works out pretty nice. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to, to your travels really quick. Okay. Um, you've been to some crazy places. And as far as I know, we don't have any bases in Norway. No. Nope. Um, or some of these other countries that you're bringing up. Um, where are you staying generally for this? Uh, so I, we just stay where the sector was staying. So um, we would stay in the hotels that he was staying at. I don't really okay. want to say specifics, no, but course, yeah, they were some there were some really nice, nice places. And, um, the air, he was an army general, but the air force was treating us right. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So out of all of those different places you've been to, what's your, like your number one place you travel to? So, okay. So in the military, I guess, I'm sorry, mil my military travel, I, I would say the best place would be the South of France when I went down there. That was really, really nice. Um, okay. What's your not military answer? My not military answer was either Lake Como, Italy. It was beautiful. Or this is going to be crazy. It's Roatan, Roatan, Honduras. I think it was oh. Roatan. I know it was beautiful. Oh my gosh. But so explain we, to me, me. I've never done anything in, in South America. So that's interesting. Yes, it was beautiful. So I took a cruise um, and it took us to. Belize, uh, uh, Mexico, and then Roatan. And by far, Roatan was like the best place. The water was beautiful. It was, I don't know, it was just a beautiful country. Everybody seemed very nice. I know uh, Honduras has a very, you know, bad name on itself about you know, the dangers of being there sure, and everything, yeah. but that island was spectacular. Well, as long as you stick to the tourist spots, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Okay. See, I've never done that. The furthest I've gone south is um, maybe Cabo San Lucas. Oh, okay. I think. Oh. Um, that was a lot of fun when we went. That was maybe 10 years ago now. But that was okay. by far the best body surfing I've ever had. And that's, that's one of the things I like to do at beaches is body surf. Oh, nice. So we had the, um, the beach right by our resort was closed down. They refused to let anyone out because the waves were too tall. So we oh. drove about five miles down the road and went to like a public beach where they just 
you know, they don't have to worry about the tourists as much over there, so they don't have lifeguards posted. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> so we went, and they were enormous waves, but that was always, you know, that's one of the things I always like to do when we're out in a, an area like that. Oh, okay, that's off. So what kind of stuff did you guys do in your cruise? Uh, so we just took some, um, we went, what is it called? Uh, when you get on the four-wheelers, we went four-wheeling. Okay. Yeah. Um, when we when we got off, we swam with. I think we just did the dolphin um, thing, but you know, mingling with the locals was probably the best best ex- experience that we had. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep, that was definitely the best. Just you know, kind of figuring out what everybody else was doing. Now, when you went, was it? I because I I've obviously done Mexico, and you do a lot of bartering and stuff there. Does that exist in Honduras and Belize? Barter, uh yes it does yes 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 uh we didn't we did a little bit but not too much okay yeah that was always a, a fun part for me because i like getting in there and talking to people first off but then also kind of talking with an objective yeah um, oh it's like a fun little game yeah Ugh. i mean i see a lot of people doing it on youtube and i'm oh, always okay. like you have you ever watched them like go through these little markets. Yeah, go through these little markets and do it. I have never put those two concepts together, honestly. It's it's good. Okay. <laughs> it's fun. Now, when you say that, these people are saying, are they going into shops in other countries and saying, like, this is what I want, and this is, and then they're just trying to haggle their way down? Yes. And it's, okay. it's a guy, he's very famous for it I'll on YouTube. Look. That's yeah. nice to me. He's telling people like, don't go to these countries, and they'll try to make, they'll try to mark up everything. But if you barter, then you can get it way, way, way cheaper than what, what it was. Yeah, I understand. At the same time, though, it's like you know, it's helping somebody out. Yeah, you're coming from the U.S. <laughs> you're probably yeah. not doing as bad as these people who are trying to sell you this stuff. Yeah. But that's uh, true. that's great. So then, that you've done South America. Have you touched every continent? I have not. Okay. So my bucket list is uh, I want to go to Ghana and okay. Africa. I want to go to South Africa and I want to go to Asia. I have not. I've been to Hawaii. That's as far. That doesn't count. Yeah. That's... That way I've been, but I haven't been to. So I've been a pack. I know, right. I've been a pack. That's what I was trying to get to. Like, okay. um, but I haven't been to. I did that as a TDY also, but I haven't got to Japan. Um or Korea, or any of those places over there, but my, that's my, like, it's on my bucket list. I don't know if I'm gonna have to do it after I retire, or what, but it's definitely happening. Well, you're interested in, you're 13, you got plenty of time. Yeah! <laughs> I'll be here for a while, probably. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah, not so bad. I'll probably be here. Yeah, not so bad. So, in the, that 13-year span, you've had that particular assignment which sounds incredible um have you ever had anything else that was either like the exact opposite just not good and for what reason or something else that was as good okay so i'm gonna tell you two things so my first duty assignment was in england and i'm like and it like on my orders i'm in tech school i'm like what is this united kingdom what like i did not (laughs) have an idea of what and it was like not even written all the way out like united kingdom you know how the military we always shorten stuff and everything yeah and so i'm going around like asking RAF people, uk 
right yeah. everybody else has like they're going to texas and this and that like normal places and i'm like well what is this anybody want to trade and <laughs> I, like i finally get to my my you know the tech school instructor and i'm like man i don't know i don't understand what I, where i'm going and she's like oh honey you're going to england i was like oh my <laughs> remember so everyone was, who said i would trade with that's not happening right, anymore <laughs> not happening not happening but yeah I, I had the time of my life in england like that was a really good assignment but it was you know it was my first duty station and everything so i had uh -huh. so much fun but i could tell you my i've been how many assignments so england and then i went to um san antonio i had a good time in san antonio i only stayed there for two years and i put in a bop to get to tampa florida and I think, I think that was my worst assignment. Tampa? Yeah. Yes. Everybody says, you know, everybody has this like, like gleam about Tampa, but then you go there and you have to live 45 minutes away to even enjoy living there because everything's so expensive and nothing's close to the base that you can kind of live in unless it's like a little shack. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really enjoy Tampa that much. That's fair. I'll be totally honest. My wife and I joined from Tampa or mm -hmm. I joined from Tampa, I should say. Um, and we had one of those little shacks that was like, yeah, I not didn't, even a I mile just, off McDill. Yeah. Right. I didn't want to live in the shack. Yeah. I didn't want to. I but I mean, understand. eventually you, it's like, do you want to drive 45 minutes or do you want to, you know, kind of be close to base? That was exactly and, what everyone was always telling me. Like I can go and live, right. at, you know, 45 minutes away in Brandon, or I can just live here and, yep. and you know south tampa and not have to worry about a thing yep and but, i uh, just and the schools weren't that good and yeah it was yeah, just yeah. a lot you know that's one of the big things that looking at houses over here has kind of educated me on i didn't realize that schools can be first off i didn't realize that there were ratings for schools like a like a one through ten kind of thing oh yeah and then i didn't realize that the schools that i always went to just happened to be good schools and these ones are all like threes and fours yep and it's kind of you know, these schools up here are way better than the schools in in florida though like even though they're rated i feel like even though they're rated um well hold on i don't want to go that far but <laughs> even though some weren't rated the best the, the school actually has a lot of potential and a lot to offer uh it might be because uh they get graded on also how many kids are on um what is that reduced lunch i think they also get ah, okay. graded. they get it graded on different stuff so you just have to the diversity all of that so you just have to kind of check check that out okay i think yeah personally from my high school experience i was mostly in white and hispanic schools mm, okay um, so yeah here I, it's I can, not like Here's not like that. Not where, yeah. I, not not over here. Not where I live at, at least. Yeah. No. So that's that's another thing. That the the metrics break down is the yeah. uh, ethnic um, yeah. diversity of the school. So I've yeah I've seen a lot of that, and it looks like the majority of the schools here are predominantly black. Absolutely. Yep. Predominantly yeah. black. Yep. So when I went to high school in um, Belleville, Illinois, <laughs> that's okay. where I'm from. Uh, we had black students, but it was predominantly white. Yeah. So that's kind of. I don't know. It's always been kind of strange to me. I yeah because I I went to school mostly in the Bay Area in San Francisco. You don't 
it's strange to me to look around and not see like a whole bunch of different ethnicities right um it's just it kind of blows my mind that that's not as much a thing over here maybe it's just because we're where we are stationed in maryland but yeah that could be yeah it totally blows my mind that there's not like my wife and i've been searching for a good thai restaurant for a long time and we still have oh (laughs) no what about the one what about the one right outside the gate i heard that one's pretty good one right outside the gate is that one um my thai right I'm not sure which one. I don't know what it's called. I'll have to look it up. We we went to one. I'm not sure it was that one, but we went to a different one. It wasn't very, I don't know. It was okay. But we're just, I think another part of the problem is that we're used to fresh food constantly. If we could step up that freshness game, that would help help a lot. So you have your family. How many of you guys are there? Uh, So it is my, in in our household, right? Yeah. So I have two daughters, uh, seven and eleven, and I'd like to say seven eleven, even though you usually say eleven and seven, but seven eleven sounds cooler. <laughs> and then my husband and myself. That's it. That's, so it's four of us. Okay, that's great. Is your husband in? Uh, he is not. He is a barber, actually. And with all of this going on, we are—he's not doing anything right now until all of this crazy pandemic stuff is over. I respect that. Because I keep yeah. seeing things for like, hey, I'm going to come over to your house and give you a haircut. Like, I really don't want anyone anywhere near No. <laughs> so what, what happened was the reason why we only stayed in Belgium for a year is my daughter actually got sick. So she has a rare, super rare disease called juvenile dermal myositis, which uh, affects her muscles and her skin. So um, it's an autoimmune disease. So anything that happens or any kind of sickness or anything to trigger that so we we just you know kind of been practicing our uh social distancing very very hard because we don't want anything to happen so he actually stopped working before um right before everything shut down like he's just like you know he's gonna pull back because we didn't we don't want anything to you know no, that's Come great. Back though. And yeah. Sick. yeah, if you there's no reason for you to put your daughter's life at risk. That's just right. That doesn't make sense. Right. The military's already covering, you know, a lot of the stuff. His extra income, you know, we we have savings and everything, so it's yeah. it's fine. Yeah, and it's not like he's not going to go back to <laughs> a packed shop afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. My. uh I had a real big hair problem for a little bit there where everything was just going way too fast in all the weird spots. Um, <laughs> so when my mom was here helping us um, with the baby, I had my mom show my wife how to give me a haircut. Oh, okay. Um, it didn't totally work out, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of like, oh, no. you know what? I'm not sure this is the right size. Let's try this one. No, we're going to go shorter. No, it's taking oh, too long, and I don't want to do this all over again. Let's go even shorter. That's way too short. <laughs> oh, man. But it was fun, it, and it's not like anyone's going to see me. I have no one to impress right now. Exactly. It's just... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's no regs on it, so. Exactly. I mean, there's a reg on it, but, you know, it's relaxed grooming, so you can have it kind of however you want right now. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what happens. I got to get myself cleaned up in a little bit. I got that BTZ board coming up soon. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, kind of. 
I just wish what? I was better at studying. I'm so it, oh. it's even worse with my daughter. First off, I yeah. I went to college before I joined, but I always went to community college. And then I would sometimes get this through the semester and sometimes I wouldn't because <laughs> I had jobs that I had gotten that required me to not be able to go to school like that. Uh so a lot of times I quit. Like, towards like three quarters of the way through the semester which was a terrible idea um but now i have like the worst possible study habits to rely yeah. on because i just never had to do it consistently right so it makes it even harder what i could say is just you know if you if you give at least an hour a day I know it, it sounds like a long time, but you can even break it up. At least give that amount to it, and mm-hmm. it, you'll you'll do good. That's what I've I've been trying to do. Actually, I'll I'll have my daughter up here, and I'll be reading off through the um through the handbook, and I'll just read to her as I'm trying to soak all this stuff up. But uh, that gets difficult. My daughter's really smiley, so she starts looking up at me and smiling, oh. and then I just can't concentrate on the on anything but uh we'll see if i can get my bearing back and uh you know learn how to study through the smiling just kidding that's probably not gonna happen but (laughs) (laughs) that's so cute she's like Uh, hi that's exactly what she does and she's she's funny because she's really social in certain ways um, she loves to be like propped up on you and then looking out the window towards the front of our house because she likes to see like, cars going by and stuff like that. But I think that she's getting smiley at certain people like who are walking by too because people have been like stopping in front of our townhome and like peeking over. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to see what's going on over there. Exactly. So it's not a bad thing necessarily. It's just, you know, another one of those distractions. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. So what have you guys been doing to keep yourself busy? So we have went out and uh, we bought bikes. Okay. To kind of just ride in our neighborhood and get some exercise in. Um, I've been working on different projects around the house, uh, military-related stuff still, and just, you know, spending time with my family that I that I haven't got to spend um, in a while. So that's okay. that's been pretty cool yeah that sounds great um you are cyber i am uh do you feel like you're keeping up on a lot of that stuff right now so i do because i still have to i have a mac here though so it's not like the same as i'm working on hp or dell at work but um i have been watching like certain videos and stuff like that but it's it's only so much you can do at home. I'm not going to build a computer. I, I don't have any interest in it. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've been doing certain things and I, I think we're thinking about me and Sergeant Sanchez putting on a, um, a, um, 3d one X, whatever 3d one. Yeah. Um, kind of professional development. Thing. Zoom. Yeah. Zoom call professional, professional development, just to kind of let them know that they are not lost and we are here if they have any questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the answers to everything, but I can get, get you some answers type thing. So yeah, okay, definitely trying to do that. 
Okay. Yeah, I actually just had Sergeant Sanchez on here like oh, last week, cool. so that was fun. Oh, that's awesome. So have you guys ever worked together before, aside from here? We, uh, no, we haven't, but uh, okay. working here together with Sergeant Sanchez has been amazing. He's awesome. He's an awesome guy, so uh, he's helped out a lot of times. Like, if I had to go um, have surgery, and he kind of filled in for me and everything, so he's, okay. been, he's been pretty awesome. So what is it, like, when you... I don't know, what, what do you see as the difference between a good coworker and a good neighbor? Um, they're both almost the same. If you have a good coworker and a good neighbor, I mean, that's, that's almost one and the same. I need to, okay. if I need help with this, if I need help with that, then they're always there for, okay. you know, somebody, if they need help, you're there for them as well. Okay. So what makes someone a good coworker? Like what's, what's a, a trait that you wish that people had that would help them be a better part of your, you know, working ecosystem? So I, I feel like anywhere, I think people, two people mesh best when they have the opposite good traits. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, if they, yeah. have, you know what I mean? Like somebody might be more um, top heavy in this area, but the other person might be, you know, slacking in that area. So if y'all can kind of mesh well in that, in that way, I think it, it works best. Okay, so then covering your bases. Right. So it, somebody might be good at uh, the administrative part of things, and the other person might be better with the hands-on part. So putting those two people together can create a really um, strong bond for that work center. Okay, I like that. I, I've been talking to my supervisor a lot recently with all the BTZ stuff coming up, and I was asking him about the bullets he had written, so I knew what had been a part of what was going to be submitted and what didn't make the cut so I could, you know, maybe try and come back to that. Um, and it was, I, I looked through the bullets and I was very surprised. Really? I just, the, first off, I guess this is my first duty station and I haven't been here for the longest amount of time, but seeing how a bullet is structured and how yeah. it's, it, it was really strange to me because I'm reading through these bullets he's written about my stuff and I'm trying to figure out what it means. And I'm the <laughs> one who did what the bullets. Right. I, I did that, but how <laughs> this doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. Bullets, the air force bullets are really crazy. Uh, we had chief Wright speak at my NCO Academy and he said that he was trying to figure out a way to uh, change our bullet format. I think it'll be mirror more of what the army has. Uh, and I can tell you theirs is, theirs is better. So. Okay, so if you were going to make a change to what we have currently, it would be the bullet writing format? Yes, definitely, 100%. Okay, Our bullet writing format is not, like, you can't even get out what you really did all the time. Like, you get out what you did, but it's, like, it's broken up. It's weird. I yeah. Don't know. Well, and that's what I was really, noticing. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it didn't really transcribe to the outside world, like, you can't just pull a sentence from your, your EPR and put it on your resume. You're going to have to retweet <laughs> that bullet and everything. So, yeah, I think we just need to do a little bit better with that. See, that's got to be its own, like, YouTube channel or something now. It does. Someone who, who has all their EPRs and they show them to a civilian employer. <laughs> and they say, well, what like, do you this think? this is what I've done. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. That's They're my... They're going to be like, what? Yep. That's it. 
I'm only doing one contract. I just need people to supply me with their EPRs and I'll get this channel started. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I'll just uh, white out all of my um, different P. What is it? PI? Yeah, the PII. Yep. Yep. I'll take that out. <laughs> Here we go. Are there any other things that you've, you know, especially with, um, with everybody having the shelter in place, have you noticed anything that you think um, could be done better that we're doing now since we're in this unique situation? Um, I think that we're doing the best that we can do. Uh -huh. You know, this is something that is new to all of us. And I feel like we're doing the best that we can do at this uh -huh. point. What do you have yeah. to say about um, about uh, supervisors? Um, do you, do I you just think the role I of just, supervisors changed since all this has happened. I don't. I think that well, kind of. It's everything is more virtual now, so I, I feel like supervisors need to make sure they're checking up on their troops weekly because nice. everybody's not in the right in the same mindset. Just because you're happy doesn't mean everybody else is. So you uh -huh. need to be making sure you're checking on them and making sure that um, everybody's good to go and not just saying they're good to go. Like, don't just do it and, you know, call them like, you okay? Okay, bye. Like, actually yeah. mean it. Actually mean it when you call your people. Yeah, I. so that was, that was a big part of the reason why I had started this whole program now is because, um, first off, I, I foresee that we are either going to have really good retention coming up or really bad retention. Yeah. And that sounds really broad. I think that people have gotten a taste of civilian life now. Um, so if they yeah. don't, if they choose to yeah. go somewhere else, that's fine. Um, or they could stay because they realize that they have everything they need almost provided for them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They, this, they might think this is the civilian side of things, but they're going to have to work in the civilian world, too. Yeah. The military, yeah, yeah. a lot of people, you know, they don't like to conform to a lot of the things that the military that we say, but the military is just like a regular job, except yeah. you have a lot more benefits with, with the military. I don't know. I'm an advocate for the military. You can't get me on that. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> I love the military. Okay. Well, you've been enough places. I, I have a hard time believing that you wouldn't be an advocate for the military. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have anywhere else that you're trying to go besides, you said you had uh, Ghana, South Africa, and Asia. If I, if I was to say that I would like one more duty assignment before I retire, um, if I can get, if I can squeeze in two, that would be nice, but I know I probably wouldn't be able to unless I go to Korea or something. But um, if one more duty assignment, I think Hawaii would be probably okay. because it's a it's a little bit of um, you know you get to see a little bit of a little bit of mm, island life mixed with you know still you have your Walmart your Targets and all of that I don't know this would be nice yeah well it's it's totally different from life here in the the yes. continental U S but you're able to experience something different while still having all the same luxuries that you're used to here. Exactly. Okay. Do you do any kind of like, uh, you know, beachy water type sports? 
I don't, but you know, I, I really would want to get into it. Uh, living in Tampa, I, you know, the beach is not as close as you think it is. Yeah. You still have to kind of go pretty far to get to it, like 45 minutes to an hour, depending on which beach you're mm. trying to get to. But um, I really uh, think I would enjoy just lounging on the beach. It doesn't have to be anything special. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever go to the uh, the beach they have on base in McDill? I did, but it was it was yeah. it was nice, but I wouldn't get in that water. I it I was, said the same exact thing to my wife. That's it's it's cool to have a beach on base, but to actually get in that water, no, I don't think so. Yeah, that's the Tampa Bay first off. Yeah, you know that thing is covered Ugh. in whatever the you know. The, yeah, uh, the no, I'm like. Right, and I'm like, I don't know what's in that water. It looks like, <laughs> looks like, ooh, it's like not even clear blue. It's like a brownish green. I don't know. Nope, you, I don't want it. So, okay, this is going to be a little bit far, but did you ever see the um, enormous silverfish that they have along um, Bayview? Enormous silverfish. Where was it at? Like Bayview? If you just, if you, so if you, came out that gate um and then you start going to you just start driving up north from the bayview gate off base you just go up that way and there's like a runner's path there's um and it was a big silverfish i think i like i'm like remembering this but i'm like not at the same time there were a lot of them. if you if you ever went five walking, years oh okay uh -huh. If you ever went walking along the, um, you know, just on the sidewalk over there where everyone's on, running and stuff like that, you could sometimes see them. Yeah, if you look down. Um, it was, oh, huh, I don't yeah. Remember. That's okay. If, didn't, if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. And that's just okay. probably best. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know we used to always see manatees and yeah, yeah. dolphins, but uh -huh. I, I haven't seen any, no. Okay. I envy you. <laughs> it's burned into my head forever, but that's okay. Are they gross? They're terrible. Yeah, and they're like enormous. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. Okay. Yeah, we'll stop with that because that's uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so you, oh, I'm trying to think, you are from Ohio, correct? No, Belleville, Illinois. Illinois, Illinois. That's what it was. The other state with the I and its abbreviation. Right, right, right. Um. <laughs> So do you follow any of like the Illinois sports teams or do you follow um, sports? So Illinois is really close to St. Louis. Uh, it's maybe, you know, to drive the bridge over to uh, St. Louis, it takes about 25, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, depending on where you are. Okay. Um, but so we followed a lot of the St. Louis teams. I know the Cardinals, uh, the Rams when they were there, which they went back to LA, which was sad face, mm. but I'm, to be honest, I'm not a real big sports fan. I know it sounds bad, but I'm not. I mean, I no. don't mind watching it. I wouldn't mind going to a basketball game as um, long as I'm down on the court. On the, the, the court the nice seats. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to be all the way in the nosebleeds. That's boring. <laughs> okay, that's totally fine. What are the kind of uh, guilty pleasures do you have, if not sports or something like that? I I think I, I really uh, – this, uh, this is probably a lot of women. I love – uh, watching YouTube videos on makeup, on uh -huh. stuff like that. I I rather do that than watch sports. 
No, and so yeah, I, my wife does that a lot. And you know, my very, very favorite thing is HGTV. I love watching <laughs> homes being redone. And I also, I don't know if we're going to get to this, but I might be, you know, kind of getting ahead of myself, but podcast. Uh, it's a okay. really good podcast. I like his, his name is Rod Cleef, and he has a lifetime cash flow through, um, lifetime cash flow. Oh, I forgot what it's called. It's through, it's a multifamily, um, uh, multifamily podcast. So okay. he's, he's really high on the, on the charts. But yeah, I love that that one. Love listening to it and getting information on it. Okay, so that's that's like an investment type of podcast, I assume. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of it's a teaching, so it teaches you how to do investment in multifamily. Okay. Yeah, okay, I got it's you. free, so, so that's what you it's do. Something a lot to of do, them, right? <laughs> I do, I do, I do. So if you've brought up um, the houses before, what kind mm-hmm. of stuff do you? look for in a house that you buy so right now i'm trying to use my va loan to buy at least a fourplex so okay with your va loan you're allowed to buy four uh four doors and under so that's uh, a, a building with yeah. four apartments in it and you can buy that and under so you can buy a duplex a fourplex a threeplex if they have them but anything above that is a commercial grade and you can't use your va loan for that but um so right now I'm I'm focusing on that. And then I also have working with partners to buy, you know, different apartment buildings that are more than, you know, five, five and higher. Okay. So how does that you, you how does it work? From, yeah. You go from looking at these places, what tells you whether that's something you actually want, if that property is something you want? So that would, this would be a whole nother segment but i'm oh, gonna like get, yeah it's yeah, a sure. lot of work but you there there's different calculators that you can use uh but the most part you, you need to study that market that you're in and you need to also um be familiar with um these podcasts like bigger pockets that's a really good one i don't know if you heard of that but um the rod cleef one i told you about also uh it's this guy named eric uh he was in the military and he has a um, he has a podcast also that he kind of helps military uh, get into multifamily. So you you kind of need to involve yourself with that. You don't have to pay right you know pay anybody, but to go listen to free stuff kind of helps you in the long run. Okay. And it teaches you how to go get these properties for the uh, you know good prices. Okay. So I assume like do you have like a uh, like a handyman on call or like a carpenter or plumber or anything like that? Yes. Is that, is that something to, you do? This, this, this is. So you would, for each a property, depending on the size. So if I bought a property here and it was a four unit, I would be, I would just be the property manager. I, I'm not going to pay anybody to manage that property. And uh-huh. I would just, you know, kind of have a plumber on call, handyman, some kind of somebody that's on call. However, if I was to have, like, if I bought a uh, 30 unit, I would definitely have a, um, somebody that was managing that unit, a property manager for that unit, and they would take care of all that. So my hands would be clear and free of everything. It would just be me writing the checks at that point. Um, But you always want to get something that's cash flowing. And like, we're looking at a 16 unit right now. And um, 
we're just, you know, trying to make sure that it cash flows and it's only 40% occupied um, with everything. So we're just trying to make sure it cash flows, which it does at that price. So, yeah, that's basically what we're doing right now. Huh. Okay. Um, do you guys have like appraisers that you generally go to or something like that? So we will have an appraiser come out. Usually a lot of these uh, multifamilies are already appraised. So oh, we, nice. we can actually use theirs. Or um, I think the biggest thing is having a person come out and do the inspection. That's the biggest thing. Like that's where you would literally lose all your money if you don't have that done. Always have an inspector, regular, regardless if it's a single family house or a multifamily. Always have an inspector come out and do that inspection because they could be hiding dry rot or it's a lot of stuff that we don't think think about to look look for. So just make sure you always have that. Okay. And that's usually done through whatever city or county you're a part of, right? Yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Sounds good. That's really good information for me at least. I don't know if anyone else mm -hmm. is buying a house right now, but it sounds like Sergeant Reynolds might be your person to go to. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm not a big, <laughs> I just, you know, I've just been kind of looking up on stuff. I'm, I don't know about single family houses, but if you have any multifamily, if you're in, interested in any multifamily, I can probably help you out there a little bit or yeah. show you the, where to go for help. Okay. Yeah, we actually were looking at one of the duplexes that there's, that's listed locally. Not that we're interested in that necessarily. I, I really don't want to touch walls with someone else again. <laughs> oh, goodness. But let me tell you, if you do buy a duplex, they can pay your mortgage. Like, yeah. why, why not? And then, you know, after a, couple, after a year, I think you have to be in for the VA loan. You can, you can start renting out the other side and actually go, and then they will be paying your house, house mortgage. So yeah. I don't know. It, it, it sounds like a win-win thing to me. No, if you don't does. want the duplex, send it my way. I'll, I'll take a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take a look at it. <laughs> what, what? I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll send it your way. Yeah, send it my way. I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. So, do you guys do any kind of family trips or anything like that? Anything so, planned for after this all blows over? I had a trip planned. It was uh, actually a girl's trip. I had it planned for uh, July, but we already had to cancel that. It was to Turks and Caicos and my, uh -huh. me and my, yeah, me and my family, we're supposed to go to, you know, since we can't go far, we can only go, I think less than a, a hundred miles or something. Uh -huh. We were thinking about getting a cabin or something just to buy a lake and everything just to kind of chill out. So I've See looked at that. New. <laughs> yeah. That was, I, I don't know if it's something you're familiar with. My wife learns all these crazy things on the internet. And I guess there's this thing called a baby moon. I don't know what that is. Um, that? It must be a new concept because it's like. Oh, a, I get it. Baby moon. Like you just had a baby. So you take like a honeymoon. Kind of. You're supposed to do it right before the baby gets there. Oh, okay. Okay. So we were going to go and rent a cabin in Virginia um, by one of the state parks and then just. I don't know, do whatever you do with an eight-month pregnant woman in a cabin in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, know. What, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I don't know what I could possibly do, but I like spending time with my wife, so, you know, that could be fun. Yeah, that would. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it, you didn't get to take it, obviously. No. The baby's here, right? Yeah, baby's here. Um, oh. It wasn't a problem. We, we were always kind of on the fence about whether we wanted to actually do it or not. 
Um, yeah, so I'm not heartbroken by any means, okay. but we're just looking for other trips now. We're uh, looking at Scotland and Ooh. Ireland is what my wife wants to do next. That'd be nice. Yeah, I would love that. And they're not too touristy, so that's no nope. bigger plus. I don't know why they're not, but I think because England takes a lot of the shine away from that. I think so, too. Think they're not, not that Scotland and Ireland are underdeveloped, but they're not developed the right. same way that England is. Right. Ah, oh, man. So, with all the places you've gone, what is your travel recommendation? Okay, so I definitely would go to Dubai. I've been okay. to Hawaii uh, for TDY, so I love Hawaii. I would like to be stationed there. If, you know, anybody out there can hear me, <laughs> the plug for Hawaii. No, but um, where would I go if I would try, I would try to, I would tell people to travel to places that aren't expensive when you get there, like, and stay for, okay. stay for two weeks, like, go to uh, Vietnam, go to Thailand, go to these places that you can rent a house for $20 a day, and mm-hmm. it's a, still a nice villa, and just stay for two weeks, that's what I, that's what I want to do, I haven't been there, but I'm, I'm, really really when i i don't know if it's going to be when i retire or right before but i'm definitely going to take that that time to go visit vietnam or something is there a, a certain allure that 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 vietnam has for you or is it just to go it's just um the culture there i i really want to you know kind of immerse myself in it uh-huh. and <clears throat> i don't want to go to any of the touristy spots i want to like I said, I like to, to be with the locals. So I want to be with the locals, eat with the locals. And I, I just want to immerse myself in, in there. And I heard Vietnam is gorgeous. And I've seen uh, videos and pictures. And that's another thing I do on YouTube. I look up different countries and mm-hmm. kind of study the country and the cultures. And I, I feel like Vietnam would be a really play, good place to visit. No other reason than that. It's that's just okay. my own. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, whatever reason you have is totally your own. Mm-hmm. I So we, I'm trying to think. My brother just went on a trip to South Africa, and he's going to go wow. to Japan a little bit later this year, I think. Wow. Um, but he's, <laughs> he texted me when he got back. Um, when this was all happened, when COVID-19 was um, starting to ramp up. So he went from south africa and he flew to some other north african country and then from there he went to like switzerland and once they got to switzerland is when they decided people who are traveling need to have like you know that's when it was like you know we're shutting down flights we're shutting down oh yeah and so he was lucky and he got his uh his flight back over here and then he landed somewhere over here and they're looking at his travel plans and his record and they obviously see he's American and they're all like you're aware that like if you had you know like overslept or something like that you would have been stuck in one wow. of these countries for like a long time uh so he says yeah that's that's fine I'm here wow and then he he texts me a little bit later and he doesn't want to tell me any of that kind of stuff instead right he don't he, want to wear you well, no, like that—that's the story. Like that's that's the interesting oh. part. And then he, for some reason, is like, 
so uh you like chocolate right <laughs> yeah i like chocolate cool i'm gonna send you some south african chocolate wow uh, okay well thank you but that's not <laughs> the chocolate is pretty minute compared to every single thing that you just happen to go through right that's crazy but that sounds good i, I would take some south african chocolate i love chocolate <laughs> okay so is that like your your go-to yeah like, treat right there yes definitely i love chocolate I'm i'm about to head to uh go get some ice cream right now for my girls oh there you go mm-hmm well, that's not so bad. Well, let's get this wrapped up then so you can go spend some time with your girls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, let me get a couple of questions I'd like to ask at the very end. Um, okay, perfect. First off, what are you grateful for? I am grateful for family, for friendships, for love. I'm grateful for the peace that I have within myself. I'm grateful for the military. I am grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for a lot of things. So no, that's great. a lot to be grateful for. <laughs> no, it's yes. a good thing, especially right now. Yes. Um, what are so, you most proud of that you've done? Um, I think what I'm most proud of is raising my girls to be um, giving, to be loving, and to be supportive of um, our family in, in total. That's a great answer. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, let me do a takeaway real quick and we'll get you out. Um, what I take away from this interview that I've done with you today is that I, I feel like you have so much information and knowledge to give people um, that we just need to send you everywhere. We'd <laughs> go to Hawaii. Yeah, just you know, teach everybody along the way. You have right. um, definitely had enough experiences to back that up too. Um, I also think that you, you kind of feel like the kind of person that would be a really fun person to just say, you know what, we're going on a trip, you know, over the weekend, let's see where we go. And yep. you could just have fun wherever it is. Um, which I would love to emulate more. I, I feel yeah. like I, I could work on that particular aspect. Um, but just the amount of, of life that you have lived and that you want to live, um, you definitely have goals to, to go to these different places and ways to attain what you're trying to get. Um, so go become your, you know, real estate mogul. That's where it seems like you're going. Oh, <laughs> yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's where I'm, that's where I'm, my goal after the military. So, yes. Fantastic. Well, thank you all for listening. This has been Spotlight 32. If you'd like to be a part of the program, you can email me at spotlight32podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys and have a good day.